Hey, everyone, we're going to do a fun promotion today. And uh, in honor of gay rights, I'm going to drink an entire gallon of water. <laughs> Check this out. Oh, yeah, this is a whole gallon of water and I'm going to drink it in an hour. Will that kill me? Maybe. But maybe. Will that, will that kill me? You don't think so? No. Well, I don't think that anyone should be killed for being gay. So <laughs> we're doing this for gay rights. Uh-huh. Are you sure you don't want to just drink a gallon of water because you're just trying to stay hydrated and lose weight? Bottoms up. We open this. It's too hard. You can't even open it? You know what else is hard? Uh, not having rights as a gay person. So in honor of gay rights, why don't you put your fucking elbow grease in I it? have arthritis. I, I believe, well, Stereos believes that these people need to just pick themselves up by their bootstraps. I believe that we could all lend a helping hand to our gay friends as allies. Open the jar. <laughs> I think this might be the first time you're experiencing even a slight amount of discomfort. <laughs> Unlike the incredible amount of discomfort that our gay friends feel at school or being discriminated against in the workplace. You yeah, you that? open that jar. You hear that, gays? Just try harder if you're being discriminated against. Why don't you just try harder to not be gay? Why don't you do what... Oh, now she's trying to open it with her mouth. Why don't you do what a gay person would do and... And grab a knife and whack the side. Just grab something and whack the side of it. Just like gays have had to whack the side of the Supreme Court until they got gay marriage approved. Will you open this? Just whack it! Please. Whack the lid! I have arthritis. Open it. Use something. Use those scissors. Whack it. Are you really going to make me get up and go get the thing? There's scissors right there. I can't open a jar of water with scissors. Yes, you... you if there was a gay person in the room right now, they would tell you to whack the scissors. Do you not? No, seriously. You grab the scissors. Okay, now hold them. Now hold them like a gay person would. That's exactly right. Because she flipped them over. Now she's using proper scissor safety. No, no, not like that. Pr pretend. Like whack the edges of it with the blades. Other way. Stand, nope, standing up. Like, huh? Like, a, like, like you're sword chopping it. Hard. Go like whack, 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 and rotate it. This, I'm pretty sure, does not apply to plastic bottles. You'll, you will find that it does. Harder. As hard as a gay person wants their rights. Now open it. <laughs> gay rights! Open it! Drink in those sweet gay rights! Open the jar! God damn <gasps> Open the fucking jar. Give me the scissors! <laughs> Just fucking open it! Give me the scissors! You don't need the scissors! You gotta whack it like this! Just like they had to whack the Supreme Court over and over again until they really... Until open the, the law... No, you no, fucking open, open it. You open it. You'll see it opens now. There yeah, oh yeah, it's opening, see? Finally. Now the hard part. Drinking a whole gallon of water. I will be segmenting it into 32-ounce glasses. Yes, just like gay rights was slow but inevitable. Right, it was a slow but inevitable turgid movement turgid yeah you're calling the gay rights movement turgid i had a dream the other night oh god i had a dream the other night okay i remember what what it was about but i was telling off maddox and i had to stop <laughs> okay awesome i had to stop in the middle of my rant to ask you how to pronounce a word and it was the most realistic <laughs> dream i've had in a very long time oh, i was like God. i woke up and i was in a cold sweat i was like oh god that was too real <laughs> what you doing I'm just, I'm just clearing this, uh, 
clearing the, the gift so you can get to it easier. Gotcha. Thank you. All right, here we go, guys. Gay rights. I'm going to donate this big sip to trans rights. <laughs> Are you proud of yourself? Like, just right this second or in general? God damn it! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. It's the show where two weird comedians talk about incredibly normal topics like the Big Bang Theory, Survivor, CBS's mom, or CBS's two broke girls, or CBS's fam. And McDonald's. Also McDonald's, another very normie topic. You want to talk about those? You want to talk about They brought back those blue slushies that they, the Minute Maid fruit slushies. Yes. I didn't think anybody was eating those. I'm your host, Asteris Coconuts, with us always is Sriracha. Did you ever have to make those when you worked at McDonald's? No, that was after my time. But I did taste one a couple of summers ago, and meh, it was fine. Yeah, I don't... It's okay. I guess you get one of those to fool yourself into thinking that you're drinking fruit. I guess. I I mean, I. that's the only market for it, right? Is stupid, dumbass, idiot yes. parents yes. who think that, oh, it's delicious and it's healthy when actually it's like probably loaded with more sugar than a Coke. I was, I was just thinking the same thing. It's like, well, A, it's electric blue. The healthiest color. Yeah. Um... It's weird because when a girl's hair is electric blue, that is very hot. It's very sexy. But when my drink is electric blue, it creates the opposite of sexy, which is morbid obesity and uh, type 2 diabetes. That's true. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no. I'm sorry. Type 2 diabetes is sexy now. I forgot. What do you mean? (laughs) You heard me. No, I did not. You type 2 diabetes is, is this, is this one of those silly things from your marketing Buzz, but also I'm drinking an entire gallon of water for trans rights. Would you care to go into more detail on this? No, (laughs) I'm drinking. I have an entire gallon of water here, which I will be consuming in 30 turgid, 32 ounce cups over the course of this program. I am about two cups in. Okay. I believe that. How many? Hey, Google, how many cups are in a gallon? I unplugged it. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying, I'm trying to say bandwidth for our live stream. but uh, I'm going to say 16. Uh, 16. It is 16 because oh, okay. it's four cups in a quart and there's four quarts in a gallon. All right. Here we go. This is for bisexual icon, the Babadook. <laughs> okay. So Sriracha. Sriracha is really, really going at this water. She's drinking it out of a, I'm not kidding, out of a big pink straw that she bought at, I believe you bought that at Forever 21. Five below. You should bought it at five below. Five Below memories. What is the coolest thing you've ever bought at Five Below? Oh, the most bitchin' ass thing I ever bought at Five Below. I was uh, in fifth grade, and I was in Girl Scouts, and we had to, uh, we were doing the white elephant, what do you call it, white elephant? Yeah, white elephant gift exchange. But we could only spend $5 okay. on the gift. So naturally, first place I want to go is Five Below. You can get good-ass fucking shit at Five Below. I love Five Below. They have such cool stationery. I bought a bunch of incense. Uh, my parents let me smoke incense from Five Below in my room as a kid. Now I'm a communist. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think so. But anyway, I bought my secret. This was like in 2004, okay? Mm-hmm. So I bought my secret Santa person a CD holder. And it was about it was this big, but when you pushed in it, it opened up 
and you could put all your CDs. That's cool. In there. It was so cool. And it had rhinestones and they were purple and uh, Danielle got it. And I was not a huge fan of Danielle. But then I went on to relentlessly bully Danielle in high school. So I can't be too upset. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're never going to put a pin in this. In that. This sounds less like a white elephant and more just like a secret Santa. I mean, because a white elephant is, I'm giving you garbage. It's like, ha ha, you got the white elephant. Because white elephants are the dumbest and stupidest of elephants. The ones that no poachers will even waste their bullets on. No. Exactly. Just like we can't kill trans rights. (laughs) This one is fur. Yeah. Name another trans person. Little Miss. Baloney Pony. Okay, yes, we do have a listener named Baloney Pony. And we love, this one is for Baloney Pony. I support you and your transporg. <laughs> she does, does have a transporg. She does happen to have a transporg. Okay, very, yes, yes, yes. On a razor's edge, Sarantia dances. But the moment she falls, I'll be there to shame her. Shame her in Don't public. Don't make me fucking laugh. You're going to make me shoot water out my urethra. <laughs> which is the least, which is, again, very problematic. Okay. Tell me about... My tummy hurts. Then stop drinking so much water. No, we can't stop. Just like we can't stop the advance of trans rights? (laughs) Correct. Okay. This is all... Tell me about Melissa... Bethany? Bethany? Danielle. Okay. Why was Danielle shitty and how did you... Because my guess is when you say I relentlessly bullied her, what that means is I thought mean stuff about her in my head and then did nothing. No, uh, I was a deeply flawed individual (laughs) as a teenager. Tell me more. Danielle's fine. She was fine. She talked too much, but she was fine. Okay. She was kind of annoying, but she was fine. Tell me more. So we didn't invite her on our senior week trip to the beach. We didn't tell her she wasn't going until a week before. <laughs> Sound like she spent any money, though. Okay. Well, did so now again, like as much as I love to slam you on this podcast, and by the way, that is my favorite thing yeah. to do. Not wanting an annoying person on your senior trip doesn't sound terrible. It was I mean, a did shitty. Did you tell her she was going? No. Yeah. No. Exactly. So, like, why did she assume she was going? But kind of heavily implied. Oh, how did? Okay, hold on. I'm going to pretend to be Danielle real quick. Senior week. Senior week. Oh my God! Did you know that the word senior comes from the Latin "seniores," which uh, which means to be above uh, someone's station? Uh, I- interestingly, we are all seniors now, and uh, so I uh, hereby pronounce you uh, 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 Invictus Serantius. <laughs> I mean, she was dumb as a stump, so not, I'm having a real hard time getting into character. Okay, so she wasn't Sheldon. No. Okay, because when I think of annoying, I think of Sheldon. She would just like talk and talk and talk and talk. And it's like, you can't just tell someone to shut up. Sheldon talked all the time. But stories would go for it. Like, you ever know somebody like that? My yes. brother's kind of like that. Just stories about nothing. Yeah. Just go for 30 minutes at a time. And it's like, oh, I really need to do some homework or literally anything else besides this no i know i know exactly what you're talking about i mean it's the old standby but it's every uber it's every uber trip oh god have we had some such fucking uber drivers remember that oh god we had a we had a real card of an uber driver in uh where was it detroit yes whichever one is close to canada we've never talked about that oh lord god almighty (laughs) so uh so he kept telling us about his 
DUIs and DWIs. Yeah, that's a great. The first thing you want to hear when you, uh, he's like, I am, I, this car is full of weed. I'm like, yeet. <laughs> great. He did ask us if we wanted any, which was, look, that part I was totally fine with. He was like, yeah, I've got, because we got in the car, we're like, oh, it smells like weed in here. He's like, yeah, I've got a bunch in the glove box if you want some. So, points for being a drug dealing Uber driver in Detroit. I think that's cool. Did yeah. you not think that was cool? I thought I was less enthusiastic about him smashing into the curb <laughs> on that church. Minus points for that. Him. Okay, so so we're trying to find the. There's a bus in Detroit that just goes through a tunnel straight to Canada, and you're like 20 feet away from Canada. It's weird. It's like a warp zone to Canada. It's awesome. It's called uh, the Detroit Ontario, I think. The, or yeah, was that it, Ontario? I don't remember. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. I forget too. But it, but it's just like this little tunnel. Five minutes here in Canada. It costs five dollars to go in the in the bus, and you can pay that five Canadian or five American. So why wouldn't you pay it Canadian? Exactly, because five Canadian dollars is worth like two American cents. Yeah, exactly. It's a basically a third world country. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a very polite third world country. Oh, man. I like it how Toronto is basically America and Montreal is basically France. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, okay, here we go. Home stretch on the first 32 ounces. This is going to be tough, but it's always being gay in our current society. <laughs> so, now look, I haven't wanted to go too deep on this, but I like to point out that so you're considering being gay, which is growing up in a society where you're often called terrible words and people sometimes look at you weird when you're holding your partner's hand just because you happen to be in love. So you're equating like the, the kind of, you know, the the true and genuine difficulties that our gay and trans friends have simply existing in our society, finding a job, finding love, going on dates with a... Uh, Drinking a lot of water. It's a metaphor, jackass. I'm not equating them. It's a metaphor. The water is the meta. The my bot my body is society, and water. The water I am forcing inside of me is my love for gay and our gay and trans friends. And I'm using my platform to promote gay rights by drinking a lot of water. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. Ease up on the gas right here. Listen, how much water have you drank to support the cause? <laughs> Probably no water. No, no, no. I'm going to ease up. I'm going to ease up on the gas. But every time you come back <laughs> to this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bury you a little bit harder for this because I don't think you understand how deeply problematic this stunt is. This next glass screw, <laughs> George Takai. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot. I think I'm... Halfway through. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I finish this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you drank. So you recorded a gallon way in. Anyway. So yeah. So this Uber driver. So we're trying to find this <laughs> tunnel. This gigantic tunnel that can be seen from space between Detroit and Canada. It's fucking humongous. And everything. Every map we have says it's at the Mariners' Church. And so we're like, take us to the Mariners, take us to the Mariners church. And the guy goes, uh, you mean a Mariners platform? And we're like, sure. Sure, bud. Okay. I mean, 
I don't know. Like, literally, my like, I was trying to ask them, like, well, are there six things named Mariners in Detroit? I did ask them that. I go, like, are there multiple Mariner sites? I, you know, I didn't know, like, is this like the Johnny Appleseed of Detroit, like James Mariner? And he's like, no, no, just the church. I go, well, then, then yeah, then you, you bring us to the church, bring us to the platform, bring us to Mariners. He's like, okay. He asked us five more times, am I bringing you to the right Mariners? And we're like, we don't. I know. fucking cannot stand that when Uber drivers do that. Just like repeat the same destination over and over. Like, buddy, you could take me. Dump me off in a ditch. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I'm clearly not from around these parts. We loaded two giant bags into the trunk, and we said we're trying to get to the bus to Canada. Like, what part of how we're acting makes you think we're from Detroit? We're trying to escape to Canada. Exactly. Just like those robots did in that robot rights video game. And then they would not let us out of the car. <laughs> the guy insisted on just driving and sir was like, oh, please let us out here, sir. He's like, nah, I'm going to take you. I'll get you close. And we're like, sir, we're just going to turn around and walk the other direction. Please just let us exit the vehicle. Our bus was leaving like in three minutes. We we It was a classic ticking clock scenario. So we reached the Mariners church there is a very attractive jogger lady sitting on like the church stoop and I, I roll down the window I go I go hey is this uh where we get to the bus to Canada and she and she goes no are you looking for the bus to Canada and I'm like yes and she goes oh it's right around the corner I go, great. I go, sir, take us around the corner. Then the guy goes, no, 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 no. And he he rolls down the window and asks two homeless gentlemen where the bus to Canada is. And they go, oh, it's right up the street. Go two blocks up, make a right. Which brings us, would have brought us like straight to a Holiday Inn. Yeah, and then they were like, please give us money for crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we were like, we're sorry, we don't have any money. And so, and so I'm like, hey, sir, why don't we listen to the... Uh, jogger lady who gave us very clear directions and he was like no 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 i'm gonna listen to the homeless guys proceeds to drive us right on right up onto a curb right onto the curb at which point sriracha looks at me with like panic eyes like the please fix this eyes i go sir we're just gonna get out right here just gonna get. Thank you for bringing us up on the curb. Now we don't have to climb the curb. Wow. Actually, you've done a great job. Five stars. A big tip. I'm not a big fan of religion, so I'm glad that you crashed the car into this church. <laughs> oh my god! Into this ancient church that was apparently made by like Aquaman or some bullshit. Aquaman. Mariners. Mariner. You, the word Mariner is like. A, well, there's a superhero named the Sub Mariner who is kind of like Marvel Comics' Aquaman. Mariners. Otherwise known as mariners are like, you know, they're like sea fighting guys, you know, like marines. I didn't know that there was a uh, superhero named that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, Aquaman. So speaking of people on crack, let's talk about what we did last night. Oh, def- wait, before we do, would you care to talk about our favorite thing that we saw in Canada? Which is the TV show we watch? Oh, God. Oh, God. I hate you Canadians. I hate you so much. I fucking got... I got a big bone. I got a big bone to pick with you, right? So, we're watching TV. There's an episode of Cake Boss on. Now, you've told me before that Cake Boss is like a big international hit because bake a silly cake and don't drop it works in like every language yes the like cake boss for a long time did not air in america but they were still making like 50 episodes a year because a make a big cake that look like a dinosaur works just as well in farsi as it does with mr darcy b 
loud Italian people fighting in bakery funny in any language oh my god yes about that so the french uh in montreal we see this in montreal and uh, everything is dubbed over in french over there right so listening to cake boss they have the audio track they have superimposed french audio over everything but but and this is the part that gets my goat they have left the um, english dialogue in the background for some see so you can hear like them whisper uh, not whispering but you can hear and understand what is going on in english but then you just hear screaming in french <laughs> over it and it is fucking infuriating what the fuck don't a lot of people in montreal also speak french and english wouldn't that be infuriating to listen to yes the answer is yes and just to give kind of a, a demo of it so like buddy will be going like oh ralph you gotta you gotta make the dinosaur fast we need more dinosaurs ralph the, the, the cake is doing an hour ralph and then so you'll hear a faint whisper of that like the ghost of buddy himself but then over it a calm ass french guy will be like yeah no that's oh my god yes i forgot about that like the the audio tracks the voice actors that they have clearly have no idea like what level of urgency they need these cakes because you hear like bobby or buddy's sister like i'm no no i'm gonna drop the cake thomas thomas you gotta hold it from the bottom i'm gonna drop and then you uh like very calm French over the English, but you can still hear her screeching in New Jersey Italian. Yes, it's it is weird. We all we were trying to do our entire time in Montreal was because our favorite thing the cake boss has ever said is when he was pulled over for a DUI in Times Square, he told the cops, quote, you can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. Spoiler alert, they could and they did. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Much like there are laws when you're drinking claws. Um, Regrettably. So we kept trying to figure out what the French was for. It's like, le canot arrestar, compromis. What was the name for cake boss? It was like, uh, el boss or le boss de Chavez or something. Yes, it was like le boss de Chapeau. <laughs> It's like, like, I don't me a little boss in Je m'appelle le boss de Chapeau. That's it, yeah, exactly. Wait, I guess it would be Je suis. Je suis le boss de Chapeau, officer. Like Jacques Hughes, officer. <laughs> imagine, oh my God. Okay, before we go to break, imagine the cake boss is in Les Mis and Javert is like hunting him down. But not because he stole a loaf of bread to feed his family, because he was a drunk driver. And he's in a car, and he's currently drunk driving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you hear the cake boss drive? And you watch his car, you watch it, his car sway around. Uh, 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 oh, oh, These are he- the screams of kids who won't make it to fifth grade. <laughs> God damn it. All right. 
We're doing this. We're putting out the K-Boss musical. Um, we need to take a break. Sriracha keeps signaling me that she needs to take a break. I need to unload the torrent of piss I'm about to unleash into the toilet is representative of the urgency with which we need translate rights. Because, boy, do I have to piss like a racehorse? <laughs> like a race pork. <laughs> okay, so, again, just... Only because you keep bringing it up. So... Do you think this is a joke? I am drinking an entire gallon of water. I think I have, like, six cups of water in. Okay, so... So the water is trans rights... No, the water is society. Okay. My body is trans rights. Okay, so you're about to go piss society out of your bladder. Correct. Having changed and understood the urgency of the situation, now society's going to go re- go back to the sea having learned a lesson. Correct. You may go to the bathroom. Thank we will you. be right back. Finally. <laughs> I'm going to get her on this. I'm going to find a way to get... This is deeply problematic, and I'm going to figure out how. Welcome back to The Loudest Podcast. All right. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a sober boy. We all know Stereo. Look, I try not to be the one who talks about it too much. Everyone else is talking about it, if you think about it. How I've been sober for over 150 days. Let's all clap for Stereo's sobriety. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not the one who needs attention for it. I don't need constant praise. The new thing I'm addicted to isn't being better than you, you alcoholic fucks out there in the audience, sipping on your poison to dull the to dull reality. No, the thing I'm addicted to now is shisha. Hashish? <laughs> no, hookah. <laughs> it's called shisha. Yeah, that's the tobacco that they put in it. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Yeah, I am getting pretty addicted to hookah. It's, it's difficult. And now I keep thinking about cigarettes like a packet of little baby hookahs you carry around in your pocket. No, it's worse because they don't have flavors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, wait. Yeah. So, is it my fault that I have a problem with uh, drugs? Yes. Is it my fault that I have a drinking problem? Yes. But now my problem is not being praised enough. I got a drinking problem too, Stereos. I'm drinking a curate. I'm drinking a. I, I've got a problem with the way that we treat trans and gay people, and especially gays in the military. So I am continuing to. I, I think I'm about eight cups in now. This is gonna be. This is gonna be eight cups. <laughs> as soon as I figure out how this is problematic, I'm gonna. You are gonna. I'm gonna nail you to the cross. <laughs> a cross made of gay rights. <laughs> so. So anyway, so I'm reading through my, I, I get all these like emails about like cheap shit to do in New York for broke assholes. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. And one of them was like, come to a place called the Caffeine Underground Ugh. for a soberdelic party. I keep reading these articles that are like sober culture is in and millennials love sobriety and they go to these sober bars where they drink herbal tea and they eat sober snacks and they hit on each other and they fuck with their sober sex and you don't need to be drunk to meet someone at a bar to fuck because we have these sober bars where people are just fucking in these sober pods where alcohol is cut is cut apart by lasers and every time i read these articles i'm like i bet this is bullshit i bet the I don't think a bunch of sober people are, like, hanging out at a goddamn bar on a Saturday night, like, toasting to their own sobriety. But 
then we see this thing and it's like, come to our sober Dalek party. And we're just like, yeah, we we have to go check this out. Yes, and we did. And let me tell you, that was one of the most deeply unsettling experiences <laughs> I have had in a very long time. Okay, so you ever, you ever just have a feeling that something is off? Like, I don't know. I have been raking my brain for about 12 hours to try to figure out how to describe it. But the interactions I was having with people at the Sober Delic Party, who are all fucking nuts, obviously. Like, all of them are obviously sober because they can't... The drugs are too much at this point. Like, they have hemorrhoids on their brain from the amount of LSD and DMT, QRP, QSR, QMR that they've (laughs) smoked. So, obviously, it's full of fucking weirdos. There was a video art installation of, I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically a paramecium swimming around and then breaking off into two. And then at one point, the guy comes over to me, he's like, oh, I'm the artist behind the film. Did you like it? And I was like, oh, it was cute. I like the part where he swims away. (laughs) And the guy looks at me and he says, well, that's kind of all of it. I said, yeah, jackass, I know. That guy, by the way, was wearing a full tuxedo. Yeah, what the fuck? That's how you know... You fucked up. That's how you know you're talking to someone who's fucked up something in their life. When the guy's like, I'm going to go to a sober delic party at a coffee shop where strangers have to pay $15. Uh, what shall I wear? Well, of course, my tuxedo. He's talking to a guy wearing Zubaz pants and a tank top <laughs> who started just screaming. Remember when that guy started screaming Real loud, like scary. Is this guy about to go Klebold loud? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Tuxedo guy is also operating this light. It is a lamp that he has rigged up that he's changed like the light refresh rate and hertz, like the like the output of the light uh, to be modulable with a small dial. But. He says that when you lay under the light, it simulates a DMT experience. Did you mention that the light was also flashing at speed so fast that uh, Kurt Eichenwald is uh, banned from within 50 feet of the building? (laughs) Yes, it was Pokemon level bad to the point where in order to go under the light to experience the the DMT-like hallucinations... You had to sign a waiver. The waiver was, man, this is not a joke. This is not comedic heightening or exaggeration. It was on a piece of construction paper, and you had to sign the waiver with a colored pencil. Yes, you did. You sure did, fam. (laughs) So I definitely did. I was like, we were both going to do it originally. We were both like, we're doing this DMT light. And they're like, well, you have to watch our six-minute-long paramecium video first. And then we were both like, well, fuck. Dude, I fucking, I had a depersonalization experience while waiting for, I was sitting there staring at the light flash as we waited our turn and i had it felt like my brain split in two and was arguing with itself because i'm staring at this light flash and one half of my brain says ow this kind of hurts i don't like this this seems like an unpleasant experience 
And the other half of my brain says, just fucking do it. Just uh, what's going to happen? And the other half of my brain says, why? Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you here? What is going on? Do you want to seem cool? You have no interest in drugs. You read, you have three volumes of fucking Nisei Koi in your purse right fucking now. You aren't cool. Just fucking accept it. Why are, why are you subjecting yourself to this? You don't want to do this, Sarancha. Don't do do it. There is no benefit. And then I painted the wall for a little bit because people were doing that. Yes, there was a part of the wall where you could paint the wall and everybody was painting different parts of a big tree. And Sarandos, your part did look the best. I did. I uh, mixed a couple colors together. It looked very cool. She kept trying to say, I'm trying to make this tree look like anime. But instead, it looked good, like actual good art. And uh, But then she refused to accept my compliments. Little known fact about Sarandos, she's a very good artist. She just refuses to believe it. No, I'm not. I'm the worst artist. What are you talking about? Your cartooning is fantastic. No, it is not. Yes, it is. When was the last time I produced any kind of art? At the the Live Dick Show in Texas, when I was doing my Adam Panache bit and I needed like illustrations, you drew all of them and you drew an amazing looking Adam Panache. I feel like that was a year ago. Yeah, it's not... Oh, I'm sorry. Did your art... Has your art hand died in a year? Yes! That's what happens when you don't use a muscle. It deteriorates. All right. Anyway, as we were saying, the art you were making was incredibly good. Um, so uh, so she, so she's like, I'm not doing this light thing. And I don't want to do it either. Because <laughs> it looks... It looks dangerous... I don't mean like dangerous, like, oh, no, I'm going to have like a DMT flashback. It looks like, I don't know, this light might explode and shower uh, Emperor Palpatine-style electricity in my face. Like, we have to lie, you have to lie down on a bunch of couch cushions next to a stranger. And the guy keeps going, like, touch heads. I want people to touch heads. Yeah, what the fuck? He's like, touch heads with the stranger next to you. And I'm like, okay. Whatever. I try to touch heads with the guy, and then the guy next to me goes, uh, can you move your head? And I'm like, the guy in the tuxedo told me to touch heads so we could have a DMT experience. He's wearing a tuxedo. I have to listen I to him. I have to listen to a tuxedo mask. Um, tuxedo, wish he was wearing a mask is what I'm going to call this guy from now on. Um, and uh, I'm just like, I'm like, no, no, no. And you know why I did it? I did it because I said to myself, it took me an hour to get here. It's going to take me an hour to get home because it was in a part of Brooklyn we had no idea existed. Yeah, there are parts of Brooklyn that you can't just take a train to. You have to go into Manhattan and then take another train. that Back goes- into Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. And it's absolutely the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, it was like it took me an hour to get here. It took Sriracha an hour and a half to get here. I'm doing the light thing. And I get under it. And you know what? It was pretty cool. Was it fun? What did you see? Well. Did you see your your death or something? No. Uh, apparently DMT is simulates like the release of chemicals that happens when you die. Like when you take DMT, apparently like your brain gets flooded with these chemicals. Like apparently like your brain has a batch of chemicals that it stores up for when you're going to die. So like it makes sure that when you die, like it's fun. I guess. Sweet. I don't know much about it. I had a friend who, like, would go drink DMT with some shaman. Oh, apparently, like, in New York, it's, like, illegal to sell or buy DMT. As it should be. Unless you are, like, a shaman. How do I become a shaman? Exactly. (laughs) So, like, 
what assholes will do is they'll be like, they'll take a bunch of strangers out in the woods, bore them for five hours with stuff about spirituality. And the whole time you're sitting there, you're like, give me the cup, give me the cup, give me the cup so I can drink the DMT. <laughs> timeshare it's like in order to go to disney world you have to take this tour yeah and instead of getting a instead of getting a new tv at the end of the presentation you get like a horrible vietnam war flashback yes exactly exactly but it's legal if you listen to shaman rick (laughs) um so uh so anyway uh so I get into the lights, and here's what it does. This light lights up the capillaries in your eyelids. Like, your eyelids are filled with, like, thousands of teeny tiny little veins. And so by flashing on and off, it, like, creates this, like, ghostly image of the veins and capillaries within your eyelids. And then by, like, changing the frequency of the light, they move and dance around. And then at some point, you do get really dizzy because you kind of lose the horizon of your traditional eyesight as you get like enveloped in what I can only describe as a one-person light show, like a laser light show where the laser lights are projected directly onto your eyelids and into your eyes. And so I don't, I didn't like (laughs) meet my spirit animal who was a koala who gave me a goddamn... Like like spectral hand job or whatever, but it was fun. I just don't see the point if you're not going to see the true face of God. <laughs> Let me tell you the point, Supracha. You want to know the point? You want to know what the point of doing it is? Is that I've got nothing left. I can't smoke weed. I can't drink booze. I can't do anything. I can't have any fun at all. We'll go out to these bars. All oh, these millennials drinking their drinks and going outside smoking their weeds. All I've got left is dancing capillaries. Don't take this from me. I was going to say, isn't that a symbol of look at how fucked up the human condition is. You take away drugs and alcohol and people resort to flashing lights on their brain. <laughs> yes, we resort to flashing lights on our brain. To simulate a homemade sensory deprivation chamber or something. Yeah, the world is my se- sensory deprivation chamber. I'm being deprived of the ganj. You know what I used to do with the ganj? I used to rock it. Smoke it? Rock! I would be constantly rocking the ganj. <laughs> He's rocking the ganj, Jer. <laughs> rocking the ganj, rocking the ganj. What was I going to say? I was not rocking the ganj. Did I? I did was shifting the ganj. You were rocking the ganj, Jer. That ganj was being rocked. So, boom, door open. Someone said ganj? Here's I thought I heard some ganj being rocked in here. Jer was rocking the ganj. Rocking the ganj, Jer. <laughs> I was not rocking the ganj. This is stupid. Uh, what was I? Oh, as opposed to the rest of our po- you know you're drinking water for trans rights, right? Oh you yeah, know what I would need make to finish. Better if every ounce you drank, you donated a dollar to charity. Because right now, what it looks like you're doing is just uh, you want to drink water and you're looking for some sort of meta. Meta context. Well, for it. listen, 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 listen. Art doesn't always have to be good. <laughs> It'll be good. Listen, the invention of the camera and photography has made good, technically good art basically obsolete. Like, I see people bitch all the time, like, oh, art used to be so much better in the Renaissance and shit, and painting portraits. Like, 
no, we don't need that anymore. We need Jackson Pollock's. <laughs> we need pointillism, stuff like that. That's the po- only point of art is to convey the the feelings of the artist. See, what I'm trying to say is trans rights. <laughs> Here we go, final stretch. She really, she really has just housed this gallon of water. It's it is almost gone. Oh fuck! I'm in pain. <laughs> we get to the to the caffeine underground, and oh right, now I'm remembering the thing that really drew us there. Yeah, and I'm frustrated with you because you have like a you've suddenly became JD from Scrub. Like, just lie, dude. Just lie. It's I have a hard time lying. I don't want it to become easy for me to lie. I want to have my little freakouts at customs, which we've never talked about. Oh my god! Yes, we got to talk about that. No, but it was. I mean, listen. They had a magic berry there that could change the taste, the way your taste buds. I think you even had to do that thing that they do when you when you do LSD. You put it on your tongue and then you do that and put it on the back of your tongue. Yes, uh, the thing that drew me to this party, the sober delic party, uh, was there was a guy there and he w- and it was like, try his miracle berry tablets. And I was like, miracle berry tablets? It kind of sounds like this guy used to do LSD tablets and <laughs> is now gone sober and has almost nothing left. So he's invented himself a fictional drug called miracle berry that he pretends to get high on because he's ruined his life. He's ruined his brain. <laughs> so... So me and Sir Roger are like, we gotta try this miracle berry tablet. So we go over to the guy and we're like, two miracle berry tablets, please. <laughs> and he starts explaining. He goes, like, these are miracle berry tablets. They were discovered in Africa. Uh they they uh they're made of a of a new vitamin that we've discovered called miraculin. Oh. And it's like Vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin miracle. Miracles. Got, got it. All around us, there are miracles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Fucking magnets. Eat two of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we're like, ah, yes, yes, yes. Please tell us more patter that we will make fun of you tomorrow for on our podcast. And he's like, well, first off, have you paid the $15 Soberdelic fee? Yeah, and I say, yes. And Asterius says, no. <laughs> I felt bad. At the exact same time. One word. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes, I have. I'm not going to steal a fellow Sober Boy's Miracle Berry tablets. Uh, Listen, if you take one of the Miracle... Listen, think of it this way. Uh Uh-huh. The Miracle Berry tablet that you would have taken maybe would have otherwise gone to a mom who doesn't think vaccines are real. You're really good at this. Yeah, it's my gorilla mind is in full swing since I snorted that uh, true male vitality or whatever it was. You did snort that true male vitality. Um, So, uh, so, so I go. Oh, we'll we'll be right back. We're going to discuss this. And so, so I pull her aside and I go, "I'm 100 percent willing to pay this guy thirty dollars to try his stupid miracle berry tablets." I go, "I got to try this because I had read about this." It wasn't called Miracle Berry, but I'd read an article a couple of years ago about this snack that you can eat and it coats the inside of your mouth so that sour things taste sweet and sweet things taste sour. It was like this snack that would temper, it was like a berry, actually, that would temporarily like flip your mouth's senses topsy turvy. Yeah, and that was, sounds like a miracle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I'm saying to myself, like, well, I don't think this is I don't think this is miraculin, but I do I have always wanted to try this. And Sriracha is like, 
under no circumstances are you giving this man $30. I will leave right now and run into traffic before you give this huckster $30. Yeah. She got like on her real high horse about it. And I'm like, hey, I got a temp job. Let me spend $30 on garbage. And she's like, stereos. I swear to God, if you give this, if you give this man $30, I will call in a bomb threat to this entire caffeine st- to the to the caffeine experience. I'm inviting uh I'm inviting all the epileptic kids kids at the school down the road to come in here. And really experience near death yeah. when they almost die from this light. <laughs> Did you feel like you were just, I felt like it was that, I'm not even talking about the fucking game we played. Oh you don't my want to God. talk about that? No, I do, in one second. Okay. But did you, I felt like every interaction I had with a person there was just a bit too friendly. Yes. And I don't know, I can't put my finger on exactly why, because I, I'm not I'm not a fucking Grinch. I'm not a hardened New York asshole. I don't mind when people are friendly. But something, it felt like when I was interacting with these people that I was not even controlling my own body. Like I was watching someone run Sriracha.exe. Mm-hmm. Like the the words coming out of my mouth were not coming from my brain, but instead a pre-installed script. I don't know. That probably makes me sound like a fucking loon. But it that's does. what I felt no, like. No, it doesn't. That you, that you were like on some sort of weird, like, I just have to get through this autopilot. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when that guy kept telling us about uh, how he was on uh, Pigo, he was like, I'm on a mixture of paleo and keto that I call Pigo. Like like if a soy boy to the nth degree, if you looked up, I, he looked exactly like the you know if you've seen that picture of the guy like doing the soy smile he looked like a carbon copy of that guy standing in front of us telling me about he's pegan which is i guess vegan but you only eat peas or something yeah and and the whole time i just want to keep telling this guy like you really shouldn't you know you're saying the word pee like pp like urine like don't don't tell strangers that you're on a pee pee diet like it's it's a joke we're gonna find it funny, and we're gonna make fun of you later because you because right now you just keep using the word PP like it's not a, a word, like it's not a word that exists and has its own context and is fraught with its own meaning. I was having fun though, seeing what kind of how much insane bullshit I could say to people and see like what they just buy. Because I remember at one point talking to this guy while well, you're getting coffee, and then you coming back and hearing, "Yeah, carbs are a scam." You did say that, yeah. <laughs> Carbohydrates are a scam, and you should just stop eating them, bro. Sriracha was, I assumed correctly, trying to escape into some sort of character that would give her comfort. Yeah. Like, so a reporter from NYU comes over to us, and she's like, this 19-year-old girl, she's clearly just looking for quotes so she could do her homework. And so, so she asked me, like, like, what's my name? I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, my name's Asterios Coconos. And then she asked Sarancha, what's her name? And Sarancha's like, I'm Miracle Dancer Fireberry. <laughs> I just got back from the playa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Sarancha just keeps telling this reporter all these lies. And in the Uber home, Sarancha goes to me, why didn't you tell her something funny? Like your name was Raul. And I was like, that's not a joke, Sriracha. But that would have been funny because you don't look like a Raul. I look exactly like a Raul. I've got classic Raul face. No one looks more like Raul. I know Raul's that look like, like Raul and me. The lady was like, how did you learn about this? And she was like, uh, through a newsletter. I was like, oh, yeah, no, a secret network of underground sober people. <laughs> 
Yeah. And Troy's like, won't it be funny when these quotes end up in the NYU uh, newspaper later? I'm like, yeah, congratulations, Sarancha. You've really, way to go, James. What's that guy's name? James Spencer. Like, way to go, Project Veritas. You really fucking exposed the NYU school newspaper that a 19-year-old is doing as fake news. QAnon. Just call me QAnon. SNON for Sarancha. Oh, my God. So then we played a game. We played a game that was, I don't understand how the fuck you would play this with strangers, because that sounds like uh, social anxiety. Like, if, dude, if you have, this is not safe for work. If you have social anxiety, what I'm about to describe, shut this off right now, because you will get uncomfortable just hearing me describe it. So we had to play this game. We didn't have to, we chose to. Where it was called, like, Intimate Social Bonding or something. Do you remember the name of it? That was that was the name of it. And so I assume that it's one of these things where it's like, we put two strangers together. And then by the end of it, they find out that they have more in common than they thought. And so we go over there. Oh, by the way, we did have to do it. I was on the subway for an hour and you were on the subway for an hour and a half. We're doing the intimate social bonding. It was a pretty good subway ride, not gonna lie. Mine wasn't. Mine was gross. I was trapped. I was trapped under the Hudson River between Manhattan and Brooklyn for like a half hour. It was goddamn disgusting. Oh, that blows. Yeah, and um and so and so I'm like, yeah, I'd like to do it. And she's like, okay, why don't you the two of you sit down? And I'm like, but we are well, we already know each other. Like, isn't the whole point of this that you meet another human and then find out that you might be as close as brothers and she's like no go ahead jackasses no sit down no you guys sit down i'm gonna intimately pair bond you and it's like well we have known each other for four years we're already pretty bonded and she's like just sit down friend and like she was like that's exactly what i mean yes you nailed it holy shit that one sentence nailed it fucking nailed it that was the pro it was like aggressive in a very very like aggressive in a way that it's hard to describe because technically the words coming out of their mouth are normal and nice but then oh anyways so you had to sit down and then there were a box of cards yeah and you had to pull a card and there was a timer and whatever card you pulled you had to talk about for like two to four minutes depending on the specifications of the card and then you had to stare into each other's eyes for two minutes. I shit you not. I'm not making this up. You just stare into each other's eyes for two fucking minutes. And let me tell you, uh, if you don't know how long two minutes is, I want you to sit down and just try to stare into someone's eyes for two minutes. It is, it, it is a, it is a cataclysmic feat. That, but before we <laughs> stared into each other's eyes for two minutes, she goes, uh, it helps if you pick an eye. I'm like, okay, so we're staring into each other's eye for two minutes. And then I picked an eye and then I picked another eye. And I'm like, it is easier to stare into one person's eye for two minutes. But isn't the point of this that I'm supposed to be staring into like the other person's soul? So she's like giving me advice on how to make this easier. And I'm like, but you're, the point of this is that you're trying to foster intimacy where there was none before. Why are you giving me like pro tips on how to make it through my two minutes so i do i do stare in strange's eyes for two minutes and i hate to say it but i swear to god i thought it was really cool oh you fuck you did not i did i fucking we haven't talked about it here here's what i look i'm gonna tell you what i thought and then you tell me what you thought because clearly what you thought was much funnier and i'd rather end on the punchline i said to myself 
wow, this is a person I've known for four years, but I've never really taken the time to like stop and just consider like everything about this person, what they look like, how they act and how lucky I am. I'm not kidding. Like how lucky I am that they're here just like a foot in front of me. And I really felt a little bit changed after it. I was kind of like, I have a new appreciation for this person and I think it's cool. Now, I'm sorry, Sarah, did you have uh, some uh, bullshit jokes to say? (laughs) One of the cards, one of the questions I had to answer was, what role do love and affection play in your life? And I was like, what the fuck? They play the roles of love and affection. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. No, no, no. But what did you get out of staring in for two minutes? I stared into your eyes and I saw the true name of God. No, I am... I blacked out pretty much that entire experience. Like, not because I was drink or drunk. I was aggressively sober the entire event. Sober deli. <laughs> but um, I just remember staring deeply into your eyes and thinking to myself, it felt like it was, honest to God, I really do feel like a changed person after this because I, and not, in, in, in probably in a way that is a net negative. <laughs> Because I really was sitting there, and as I was staring in your eyes, first of all, beautiful eyes. Thank you. <laughs> Chocolatey brown. Love you very much. <laughs> but um, it felt like- the first time we've ever said that on this podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I love you. Well, I love you too. Just love the shit out of you, you bitch. <laughs> I think you're cool, personally. I think you're cool. A firm handshake. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I affection is a very weird thing for me. Like, it mm-hmm. is more embarrassing for me to talk about genuine feelings than, like, weird, the weird porn I'm into. I don't know why. Probably leftover Catholic guilt. Who gives a fuck? Anyway, I felt like it was not me staring into, it was like, my brain was just running on autopilot, and there was Sarancha in there, but that was not the person sitting there staring at you. I know, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, sometimes when people are going through something incredibly trying or traumatic, they, like, leave their own body. They're just like, <laughs> they're just like, I just have to get through this. They just shut their brains off and go on autopilot. Yeah, like... It, you are someone who does not like expressing affection in public, expressing their emotions in public, like, uh, and that's okay. Like, I would never judge you for that. Um, like, I'm Greek. We're like sloppy. We're like sloppy assholes. Like, there's the phrase like they wear their heart on their sleeve. It's like we wear like our hearts like and our dicks on our sleeves. <laughs> like we're very like we're very huggy, we're very we're very lovey, like we're very affectionate people. Um but I also just I know that most other people aren't. You know what I mean? So like I would never judge somebody for that. But uh but I guess my I guess I had a net positive from the Soberdelic party which was I just, I learned some interesting stuff. I got a new appreciation for my co-host, you know, which I thought was very cool. Uh, And then after, we went to a much cooler place. Yes. Yeah. Well, let me find the name of it. Uh, Can you describe it while I get the name of it? Which one are we talking about? Yeah, the the, the arcade. Oh, we went to an arcade called Wave Wonder Wharf, Wonderville. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we went to an arcade called Wonderville. It's an indie arcade bar. Here's what that means. Every single video game in that in the barcade, A, was free. They were all bespoke 
a lot of them were made just for this arcade, and the only place you can play them in the world is this arcade. We played Cuphead on a cabinet, a very poorly designed cabinet, but a cabinet nonetheless. Yeah, they they had they also had some cabinets that like were filled with all the indie games, you like Broforce, Cuphead. I recognized like a bunch of the indie games that were that were in these cabinets, so it was neat. So it had like these stations in the bar where you could play like I guess you'd call them indie hits. But then you go into another room, it's like there's this game where you have to play like a Soviet super soldier. Yeah, what was that? Been woken up from a cryo freeze. And the goal of the game is to destroy America with nuclear weapons. So you wake up and and it, so it was like Star Fox. It was like a it was like a 2D polygon flight sim, but you are killing American like fighter pilots. And there's like a little CRT TV underneath it. That's giving you like constant updates. You have to like actually flip switches and like turn dials and stuff. Uh, there was this neat game. It was like a Japanese motorbike game. Oh yeah. Super motorcycle bike biker unit. That was uh, the, uh, I feel like it was designed by an American or someone whose native language is English who just thought, because usually when I see shit like that and there's like a Japanese text and then English, nine times out of 10, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. But this one's English title was called like killer motorcycle. But then in Japanese, it said super biker unit or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it was neat. It like had this like control for the throttle and you had to like control with this wheel There was this pinball machine that was full of mirrors. So you have no idea where the pinball is. And like, so you're constantly like trying to like figure out like what's up, what's down, what's right, what's wrong. And there was a band playing. This like very cool band was playing like with these very young, like 20 year olds. Like the music sounded a lot like real estate, the band, which is a a band I love. One of my favorite bands, real estate. Kind of like slow moody psychedelic uh like twee indie rock just the whole experience was great they they served these trinidadian meat pies oh yeah that was my favorite part was that's uh that's uh, the most indie fucking thing in the entire world is to have a fridge or not a fridge an oven full of jamaican meat patties and no diet coke <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh oh and they had this like peanut butter whiskey like, like uh, they had this. They had a special they called like the peanut butter and jelly, which was a shot of peanut butter infused whiskey and a can of grape soda. Unfortunately, peanut butter whiskey is not keto, so Sriracha couldn't have it. I think she did give me some of it. I thought that bartender was really into me. <laughs> that bartender was cool as hell. She was really into me. Yeah, a lot of times, like when you're when you're dealing with a bartender in Brooklyn, they are intentionally ignoring you. But this one lady. I like, like, she was like looking for around because she didn't, she was looking around. And I went like, hey, ma'am. And she turned to me and she was like, oh, hey. I got the sense that she was just like a very socially awkward indie game nerd who like didn't really know how human contact worked. So like every time we wanted to order from her, we had to like literally be like, oh, hey, ma'am. And she'd be like, oh, hi. Hi. Come over. I'm at work. It was so cute. Uh, Maybe she, she was probably the target market for this overdelic party. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, 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 no. She was not. Last thing is. Everybody, this overdelic party's ugly. Don't don't go to them. It's the collection of the world's ugliest people. This lady was actually pretty nice looking. Wonderville Indie Arcade Bar. 
Uh, Wonderville is a new bar, arcade, and event space located at 1186 Broadway in Brooklyn, New York. It features games primarily made by independent developers housed in custom-built, free-to-play arcade cabinets. Visit our website for details at wonderville.nyc. This is not sponsored. We were just very desperate for a drink <laughs> after uh, <laughs> after whatever the fuck that was. And I had such a good time. You should go check it out. I know it was a massive pain in the ass to get there, but I wouldn't mind going back there. No, I'd love to go back there sometime like uh yeah so as we're leaving the so and and we're we should wrap up the show but yeah. like oh fuck yeah i know we we've been going long. for a while uh but uh but at the sober delic party at some point we're both just like we are leaving and i open up yelp and i type in the word bar and of course <laughs> we like we immediately hopped an uber to go to the closest bar that looked cool we went to a bar called planet x ah yes and then i started crying over fictional birds <laughs> would you care to explain yes uh i am in this group on facebook where people post all the like just, just shit about their birds and this guy made this comic it was only seven panels long and it was the fucking saddest he was like this is a tribute to my canary sunshine who recently passed away and it was just pictures of him holding the bird and said, like, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. And it was him, like, spending his favorite memories with the bird. And then in the last panel, it's just him crying over this bird's grave. He's so fucking distraught. It's <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> it's been... Like, 24 hours. And it's still right in the fucking feels, bro. I just started thinking about that. <laughs> what was it, Patty's? Like the poor, the poor gay bartender <laughs> was looking at me like, "You broke up with your boy?" No, no, just thinking about fictitious birds, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Don't mind me. Well, that's. I think that's it for the last podcast this week. <laughs> like, um, hey, we love you guys. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Um. And we will we'll talk to you next week. Bye. I didn't finish the water. No. Okay, you want to finish it real quick? <laughs> no, I failed. Hey! You finished that water for gay rights. You've been lipping off all day about gay rights and trans rights, and goddammit, you are going to finish this water. All you right. pour the rest of that water in the gator. You know what? Helping trans people is a task that should be shared. Yes. Why don't I finish the rest of the Yes, water? here we go. 32 ounces. Destroy this bitch. Obliterate this water. All right. Three. Two. I'm about to drink 32 ounces of water at once. Three, okay. two, two, one. one. <laughs> Do you guys like that story? You like that story about the bird? You like how I ground this comedy podcast into the fucking ground? <laughs> Into the soil. I like gay people more than anybody! Excuse you, how much water have you drank? I've drank more water for gay rights than you ever will, you bitch. I'll go, I'll drink another 32 gallons of water right now! You think I'll drink more water than you? You wait right there! We have a water cooler in the fr- in the goddamn kitchen, a five-gallon water cooler. Up. How many of these do you have? Three. Two? Three. I'll drink four of them right now! Oh, the loudest podcast, overtime segment!
Drinking water for gay rights. It's a task we all need to share. Drinking water for gay rights. <laughs> Everyone, come together. Come together and force as much water as you humanly can into your body. This is what it means to help our, our friends in the community. <laughs> mm, can't wait to get a bird. This water is ice cold. Just like the cool justice our friends in the LGBTQ plus community deserve. You're gonna be, you're gonna hurt yourself. Oh, my teeth. It's like knives in my teeth. <laughs> Gay pride. He not like the head of Rose. Oh, this is so difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's, you look like you're in fucking pain. <laughs> You're so close, it's though. It's burning the back of my throat. It's so ice cold. You're so close. You're so close to not hating the gays. <laughs> Come on, Asterios. Do it. <laughs> Keep going. Ouchie! <laughs> Ouchie. Ouchie. That's what they... That's what... That's what... That's what they said during Stonewall. <laughs> oh, it hurts so much. Oh, how does it? The pain just hurts as much as not being understood or accepted. We'll be back next week. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye.